WATH. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM's. Then uh, 10 minutes after 9 o'clock, good morning, folks. We've got a heat advisory again. And if I'm not mistaken, it lasts till 8 p.m. tonight. We had the same thing yesterday. So be cautious out there. Special edition today, our monthly update from the county commissioner's office. Chris Schmiel doing the duties today. Plenty of things to talk about. But Chris, before we get too far into it, that's um, uh, yesterday was an election, and um, it, it was statewide. Um, I think that it's the first election I've failed to vote in in a very, very long time. But my life has just been so busy recently. And um, polls were open till I think, 7.30, something like that. I'm ashamed to say I don't know what it was about. Um, what what was being what was up for election yesterday? Well, this election was primarily about the state rep race. Okay. Um, I believe, at least in our area, um, but there was also something for the central committee at the state level, and there's one other thing. There's. Uh, so I'm a Democrat. So when I went, I took the Democratic, so I could always sure. tell you that side of things. Sure. Um, but yeah, the reason where we had this late thing has to do with the um, the how we draw the maps for districts, right? Okay. And uh, you know, there's been this ongoing saga at the state level. You know, people voted on wanting fair maps several years ago. The you know the way things have been going at the state. They couldn't come to an agreement that the Supreme Court um, thought was fair. Got, you know, delayed. I mean, you guys have probably heard about that saga. Sure. So that's why we had this late election. Well, it was. It, it does seem un, unusual to have an election in August, you know? Yeah, I don't think they're, they're typical, but um, they, they had to get it in there sometime. So do you have any hunch about the turnout? Did people respond or not? Well, I mean, I think it was pretty low. Um, I did speak with some other, you know, folks locally and who are involved in, you know, trying to get people to vote, and they were saying a lot of people didn't even know there was an election. Yeah. So I know that, you know... I know, I, I know right here we didn't uh, know a great deal about it, so we didn't make a big noise about it. Yeah, I mean, basically, there wa it wasn't... A hot contested election, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, tr at least on my ballot, there were no choices. Mm -hmm. I had three things to vote, three people to vote on, and there was no, you know, N none of them had an opposition. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I think it would probably be the same on the Republican side. Well, um, I did see some, um, uh, what would you call it, graphs, I guess of yesterday's election results. And uh, the Democratic side showed up um, um, almost two to one. Was that locally? In our county. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, well that, that makes sense because we have more registered Democrats than Republicans, but sure. I do believe we have mostly independent voters. Yeah. All right. Um, and independ independents wouldn't have the opportunity to vote. They'd have to clear or not do it right I, yeah i mean i think if they went to the ballot and said i'm an independent and i want to vote i don't know if they'd have anything to vote on yesterday no, no. all right well anyway it's the first time i've missed one in years 
Oh, well, you know, I'm sure that's a rare occasion, and I think in your circumstances, yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. Well, let's let's um, let's get into other things here. So um, yesterday, I had the chance to run out Fisher Road, and then I was on Radford. It is it, and all of that, and Mercy. This sewer project is remarkable, and it's it's. Um, it's sort of a joint county-city thing, right? Because the point is, <clears throat> this, these materials are now going to be processed through the city system. Yes. But... Um, it's, it's all outside of the city. Right. And it's... So, yeah. It's the largest sewer project in the history of Athens County. $52 million over, I think, four, close to 1,200 residents... Are going to be part of it in the end. Well, of twelve hundred new customers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, you know, it's been remarkable how the the construction guys have managed to keep things like the roads going. I mean, sure, we have complaints that there's some bumps, but that you know, when it's all done, it's going to be nice. Um, now, people that are um, have been formerly using septic systems. Mm-hmm. Now we'll be on a um, the city sewer system. Yeah, well, it's going to be the county sewer. So, okay. Yeah. Now the county sewer system is processed where? It's going to be. Oh, I mean, so like right now we have the plains. The Plains Water Sewer District. That's right. Is uh, that's over there off of the the highway by the river there. Yeah. Um, But that's not going to be this system, like you had mentioned. All of this Radford Road, you know, fifty to fifty-six. That's all going to the city of Athens. It's closer. Okay. Yeah. And um, so now, for old septic systems. Mm Uh, I was reading a study recently about um, buried um, tanks, and it can be like the former tanks that were used for uh, petrol uh, for some sort of company that needed to supply their own gas, gasoline, Mm -hmm. or diesel, Mm -hmm. or stuff like that. Um, Now, septic tanks... um, is there a requirement that they be removed? No. They have to be filled with, usually they put sand or, you know, we're actually, pro- I'm promoting waste glass from the recycling center. It's free um, <clears throat> as an option. Um, but then they technically have to fill it and then you have to, like, uh, smash it a little bit so that it's no longer... That's that's the requirement. Okay. And these are state level requirements that the local like health department, you know, helps enforce. Okay. Well, anyway, do you have any idea? Are we eighty percent done? Forty percent done? Where does the project stand? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different parts of the project. Sure. So some of the parts are done. And uh, no one's going to be hooking up until the city's ready to receive it. And that, you know, approximately we're talking like January, February next year. Okay. So, and it's it's very disruptive to people's lives. And, you know, even if you're not in the Seward area, you know, Radford Road's closed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the roads are disrupted. I will say that the commissioners, we are going to replace all of the the uh, asphalt and it's all going to be like new when it's all done but sure, you know you got to sure. crack a couple eggs to make an omelet and Absol- so absolutely. we're in the make an omelet stage right now and you know I, we are constantly you know dealing with uh residents that you know are getting their lives disrupted and we try to make sure that you know everybody's getting communicated with and things are getting you know fixed if they weren't done properly and so Trying to keep everybody happy. In the long run, it's going to be a good thing, of course. 
that's um, yeah, it's a big big <coughs> infrastructure project. You mentioned um, something I hadn't heard before. You know, broken glass being used as fillers in uh, some of these uh, abandoned septic tanks. Yeah, it, it brings up this whole topic of waste and recycling and mm. the, all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, One of my favorite topics. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. I don't know if you're serious or not. I am serious. Oh, okay. absolutely serious. Um, we, I go to a, a great effort at our home to make sure that the, you know, we have a waste cycle, a, a waste bin, and we have a recycling bin inside the house. And um, I really try to. Um, follow what is recyclable and what is waste uh, in terms of just yeah, yeah. I, I think in Athens County we are blessed with the culture of that you know there's been many people generations of people now that have worked on providing I think leadership for you know environmental stewardship and mm-hmm. um, you know we're blessed with a great recycling center the athens hawking recycling center which is a union shop and provides good jobs for people that are you know sorting out selling those materials Mm -hmm. um and they try to provide you know the best quality service that's a non-profit it used to be part of the government but it's now a non-profit and uh you know we've got the solid waste district that's a little different that's created by state statute and we're um in with hawking county and we have a solid waste district coordinator and there's a solid waste district plan right now there's the uh policy committee is meeting that those solid waste district plans have to be redone on a cycle every 10 years or so so what's different about what are we what are we talking about when we say solid well, okay. In terms of a definition versus the sort of things we send to recycling. Well, it's it would be inc- the recycling is included in your definition of solid waste. Okay. But, you know, just your household municipal waste is what solid waste is dealing with, but you know, years ago, I think the state realized that we had limited places to put all this waste and if we didn't, you know, responsibly deal with this waste, we would be you know, in a situation in the in the future where we would have no space to put all this stuff. Like, if you go onto the East Coast, I believe it's you know a bigger issue. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's goals in the Solid Waste District Plan on diversion of recyclable materials, and those goals help with funding then to make that happen. And uh, the, this is funded through fees at the landfill. And in Athens County, we have a landfill. And so we get every truckload that goes up there, doesn't matter which hauler it is, um, we get a little bit of that money, which goes to fund basically recycling. Mm. Um, But Dave, let me ask you, do you compost? I mean, because like right now they're saying about a third of the waste going into the landfill is organic material. Um, so, um, so, you know, they passed out these green buckets, mm-hmm. um, and that was supposed to be for composting, right? Yep. And on the same day they pick up your trash and your recycling, you set out that green bucket and that's then used yep. composting. I guess I need a better direction of knowledge of what is compostable organic material i mean <clears throat> in so my... if you got waste food correct okay i mean in my house first of all i rarely eat at home anymore <laughs> uh, but but waste food okay. i mean primarily but i mean you can even you know like paper towels napkins those are compostable Really? Absolutely. Didn't know that. I mean, so, you know, okay. those are, that's, it, it adds up, you know, and it, where I live, I live out in the country, so I just have a compost pile. 
But let's say I reach in the refrigerator and I look at the date of something, and it's a, a, a salad mix that I got from one of our grocery stores on their deli counters or something. Mm-hmm. And it's but it's expired. Mm-hmm. Should I empty the contents into the that bin, or do I put the little plastic container in there already containing the stuff? No, you empty it. You take it out of the con- your plastic container, then you would, you know, rinse your plastic container and put that in your recycling. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had thought so, but um, I wasn't sure. Good question. So I have that um, green bin, but mm. I haven't used it yet, but I know exactly where it is in the garage. Yeah. Well, you know, the recycling center, they had an existing uh, composting facility there that they purchased when they bought that facility and then um they've actually gotten an expansion so they're expanding and like i said about a third of the waste going in the landfill is organic material so yeah and then they're they turn that into you know top compost which people purchase and put on their gardens or in their flower beds etc well learning all sorts of creating jobs out of waste basically there's a thing called the American Rescue Plan. And uh, I think they call it, uh, for short, ARPA. Yep. Um, we, we have participation in that, right? Correct. We meaning our county and all. Uh, every city, actually in Athens County, we did respond, I thought, 100%. We got 100% of townships, municipalities, county, we all took the money. Well, is it just given freely? Well, there was a big formula when the, you know, the law was passed. You know, we we at the county level, we got $12.6 million. So we actually got the most amount of money in the county. Well. And a lot of that has to do with the county, National Association of Counties at the, at the fe- federal level lobbying while that was going on to to make sure that okay. county government has arpa is this something new or has harpa arpa been around for a long time no it's a new it's basically in response to the covid oh. situation um i think we got our money our first chunk of it in january and then we got the second chunk in july so we're all we have 12.6 million we actually yesterday in our meeting uh, started to dish it out a little bit, so that was exciting. Um, so we're gonna, you'll see some stuff in the paper, um, more projects getting funded. Mm-hmm. Now, why do they? Why is a government affected by COVID? Now, I can, you know, we can look up and down the street and see businesses and restaurants and stores and so on. And know that their business has been um, changed a bit, re, uh, less profitable, less activity because of COVID. But it's get, coming back, and it's you know I I feel it's going to return to normal and then some. But in the meantime, they've suffered. How have counties or municipalities or even villages, how have they been affected financially? Well, you know, they're not selling Well, okay. food. At the county level, we get most of our funding through sales tax. So when people aren't going out to eat, that's less sales tax. I see so that. it's all connected. Okay. Um, I know at the city level in Athens, I know they part of their funding is uh, income tax and when people were working remotely or are even still working remotely and they're no longer physically in the city of Athens I believe they've lost a fair amount of income tax so no why is that I okay a job's so, a job right but there is a state law I believe that the state passed um huh. so say 
I live in, um, let's just say New Marshfield. And uh, I work for Ohio University. But during the pandemic, I was working a lot from home, working remotely. So instead of I wasn't actually in the city of Athens working, I was in New Marshfield. So that is I know I've heard from the city that 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 has been an impact on them. So, well, anyway, the uh, ARPA program, um, you stand, um, let's see, is this the first year that or only year it's been in existence? Yeah, and we have to. All the money has to be spent in the next three years, so it's a it's a one time money. Okay. And uh, we had proposals from different communities, um, nonprofit organizations, uh, other elected officials, and uh, one of the one of the big projects we funded was uh, in the village of Albany, um, a sewer expansion project which is for um kind of like commercial area mm-hmm. where uh for for business development so pretty excited about that um also funded some of that in the village of chancy there's an expansion to you know for some more land that would be suitable for you know commercial use trying to i think the other commissioners, we all agree that we wanted to put this one-time money into something that would have a long-term impact on our local economy. Right. Now, let's, um, you mentioned the commissioners. Of course, you are one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. We have... Um, Lenny Eliason. He is our president, and he's been in office 20-some years. And then we have Charlie Atkins, and uh, he's been in a while too, right? Yeah, Charlie and I started together, and we're in our tenth year okay. as commissioners, and we have a four-year term. And uh, Lenny is on the uh, ballot this cycle, and Charlie and I are on the presidential. Okay. Um. This I'm. This is going to sound like. I'm trying to dig in or something, but do you guys all get along? I mean, we're we're different. I mean, and you know, yes, we we it, it's sort of like you're in a relationship, and it's not like you chose to necessarily, you know, serve with people. Like you just show up and you're you know you get elected and you serve with whoever's there. Um, you know, and it's uh, it's sometimes you know we're very passionate about what we believe in, and you know sometimes we. We get into it about things, um, but, you know, it's just like having a relationship with anybody else. I think uh, for me personally, it's like, what what's my intention? You know, do I have, this is something I've been working on is like, I want to have positive relationships with people. Because if you go into a relationship and you're like, I hate this person, you know, like it's, oh, well, you yeah. know, it's like not a good place to start. Right. So I, I wasn't meaning that so much <laughs> as I was the, the concept of, you know, you may believe strongly in something that they don't. And, and so, you know, how do you reckon with one another? Well, you take votes, yeah. you know, there's three of us. And if two of us agree and maybe one doesn't, then the two vote and they go ahead and you know what that happens and then you just gotta keep moving okay you know you don't you don't win them all i mean we've had a lot of important votes that were two to one that you know it's fine you just sometimes you win sometimes you lose and Mm -hmm. it's not a you know that's why there's three of us because everybody's got a different viewpoint well um years ago um I think even when I might have been a very young guy, um, they started up this emergency system whereby you could call the three digits, and today it's 911 uh, from a, any kind of phone you had. And you reached a live person, and you could tell them what dilemma you are 
in or observing or that sort of thing. And then they would have the proper authorities respond, right? Yep. Now, do you have any idea more accurately than what I just described how long that's been in effect? Mm, no. Okay. Um, it's, it's all right. It's been around for a, long time. a while. Yeah. Athens has had a system for quite a while, too. Yes. And, um, okay, so it used to be in what I would call the basement of the sheriff's office. And it's still there. But we're working on a new new building for it. Okay. And to 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 cover those responsibilities properly, how many people have to be standing by? I think we have five or six people okay. on at all times. Okay. And, of course, they have other duties to perform when they're not responding to a call. It, yes, but it's amazing how busy they, they stay. Really? I mean, because, like, any, you know, fire, EMS, uh, sheriff's call, I mean, uh, we have a lot that comes through the M center. Much more than we must realize. It's it's a fair amount. Okay, so um, now somewhere I heard they may be relocated? Yes, we have a piece of property in the Plains that we're going to be moving the, the new 911 center, and then it's also going to be an emergency operations center. Huh. So it's going to house our uh, emergency management agency as well, and uh, which is makes a lot of sense so that, you know, you have your, uh, you know, your, your call center there with your EOC, emergency operations center. I don't mean this to sound weird or anything, but, I mean, why? They're... They're operating great now. Oh, why are we moving? Yeah. Um, because we're in the in the basement of the sh old sheriff's office yeah, there, well. and there's where we have no space, and uh, we have a lot of issues with uh, that building that we really can't deal with when we have the nine one one center down there. Um, we're getting some grants. Uh, it's just been part of our long term plan to upgrade, and. Uh, Okay. So it's going to be a good thing. Well, so when's that uh, likely to occur? Well, we're still in the design phase, so is this new construction? New construction. Okay. Yep. So we'll probably be starting construction, going out to bid next year. I'd say we, I think we were hoping it was going to happen this year, but it doesn't look like it. it. It may at the end of the year, but it's a big project. I think it's going to be like an eight million dollar project. Okay. Um, let's see here. Now, I, I've heard recently a little bit about, um, th this is more of a city thing, but I, I, you live here too, um, that, uh, Court Street and, uh, Congress Street and so on, where they're each one way. I don't even know what direction I'm headed. Um, but one's, well, anyway. that they One's going, like Court Street, you're going north. Okay. And then I think Congress, you're going south. south. Yeah. Okay. And Union, you're headed, uh, and let's see. That north, would be, south, be east. East. I, I think, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to figure out. Anyway, um I guess the city's giving some thought to uh, making those back to two ways. Now, um, I'll have Steve Patterson on here soon. Um, yeah, you'd have to... Steve would know. I don't, I don't but know. But I, I don't really understand I why. just heard him mention it, yeah. and I have no idea. Okay. Well, well, it's well, good. To, it's Hey, it's good to think outside of the box and, you know, do an assessment and... Maybe things can be better. You never know. You know, like the roundabouts, right? That was a big deal when it first happened. Drove everybody crazy. But I think in general... Not me. I love them. See? Yeah. You know. And I knew, I knew how to deal with them instantly. Um, well, change is tough, you know. Yeah, I guess. 
land banks. We've heard this term for years. I think once upon a time I knew a lot more about it than I think I do now. What is a land bank? Well, it is a interesting nonprofit governmental body, which that is kind of a little confusing, but it's a quasi-governmental entity. Um, and uh, what we do is we're basically getting blighted properties that are abandoned and tax delinquent. And we're getting those properties either demolished or refurbished and back on, you know, the tax rolls, so to speak, you know, where somebody is utilizing those properties, paying taxes, and that's the main goal right there of the land bank. Is it, um, is it possible to cite an example that s some people might know about? Well, um, or, or is we have not a good idea. No, we have tons of examples. I mean, um, you can go to our website, AthensCountyLandBank.com. Really? And check out. I mean, we've dealt with over a hundred properties. Um. And, uh, you know, we've done work. We don't do a lot of work in the city of Athens. Um, we do a ma majority um, in Trimble Township. Nelsonville uh, uh, and scattered throughout the county. Back up a notch there. You say you don't do a lot in, in the city. Correct. Um, but the city has a code office. Yep. And code offices are responsible for telling landowners um, you're not doing well enough in taking care of something or stuff like that, right? Yes. Now, um, does the county have a code office? No. Oh, so this is why maybe land banks are more likely to be found in areas where there are not code offices. That's part of it, but, you know, the city of Nelsonville has a code office, and they still have a lot of property. So there's a huge economic layer here. Okay. Um, you know, when when houses are abandoned, you know, what happened there? Mm -hmm. You know, people walked away from a mortgage maybe, uh, or maybe it was an elderly person that, that passed away and, and uh, didn't have a will set up. You know what I mean? There's there's all kinds of... Um, I, I do. Every, every property basically has a story, you know? Um, right now, well, there was a story in the paper that we just got $500,000 to do these demolitions. Um, it was state money that they gave out to all the different land banks. And, uh, well, actually, they gave it to every county, but there's 66 counties out of 88 have land banks. Um, and we're doing some pretty, I think we're doing 26 properties in Nelsonville, and then probably about the same scattered throughout the county. So we've got those bid out here shortly. So, what would, so you basically demolish the home well or whatever it, buildings it, there not always but it's a lot of times um okay. that'll be the case i mean and we're talking these places are rough you know like and then and then what becomes of it well can at, it be is it put up for sale yes and we we call that dispositions and and basically on our website you can see the properties that we have available hmm. and you can fill out some paperwork and apply to get those um, let me have that website again. AthensCountyLandBank.com. No spaces. Correct. Okay. Yep. And, it, you know, these are good deals. You know, these are fixer-upper kind of places, you know, or, you know. And part of the challenge is some of the communities that these are in, and this has happened throughout the state, you know, where you have a, you know, a part of a, like, let's just say up in Cleveland, you know, part of the community was very blighted. Um, you know, you, these places get cleaned up and then people start reinvesting and uh, reinvigorating those communities. And right now, actually, when we're done with this, I'm going to be heading up to Gloucester mm -hmm. and the land bank. We now own like four or five of the commercial properties in downtown Gloucester. So we're those are some big projects. We're hoping to find some 
investors, and I think we've got some. There's, uh, we're in the process of just getting them cleaned up right now, and uh, hopefully get some housing, some businesses in there, and that's the exciting work of the land bank. Um, we're also doing a fair, we've done a fair amount of stuff in the Chansey area, uh, but scattered throughout the county. When I um, asked you to give me a couple of things to talk about, you, you put down on the list bike path. Um, who, who owns the bike path? Well, there's five entities that own the bike path right now. Um, City of Athens, Ohio University, Athens County, uh, City of Nelsonville, and uh, Hawking College. So that's the Hawk Hawking Adena Bikeway. And, you know, whatever jurisdiction it is in um, owns that part. Now, we are going to be getting a new community, and that's the village of Chansey. Because we're going to be putting in a bridge over the Hawking River that is going to connect the Hawk Hawking Adena to the village of Chansey. And that's a pretty significant project. It's been in the works for several years now. Um, ODOT has been generous enough to give us some extra couple million dollars to help it happen because the, the you know with the price of everything going up um, when, we, when we initially started this project mm-hmm. you know the, the cost estimates are a lot were a lot lower so um, that should be happening next year and that'll be a big deal that'll help connect basically to the Bailey's mountain biking trail system, which is a, you know, a huge so asset I, in our so community. Heard, yeah. I have some friends that are avid bikers and, um, I used to be, but, uh, anyway, maybe I should try to get in back into that habit some, because we have such great opportunities here. We do. And uh, health is wealth. You know, if you can get out there and get your heart rate going, reduce stress, be in nature, it's a good thing. So, um, let's see. There's another entity, Job and Family Services. Um, They have so many responsibilities. Helping people that are struggling through the COVID effects because of their employment or... Um, what it, it, I mean, that's just one thing, but it could be dozens of things. Uh, we hear of people that are renters who, um, are struggling. And, uh, so there's rental assistance and stuff like that. Um, job and family services. That is a county office, right? Yes. And, um... They report to the commissioners regularly. Yes. And um, so what's your observation? Well, the I guess the exciting news is that um, the old Fruth Pharmacy in Nelsonville up on the square has been purchased by Athens County Job and Family Services. And uh, they're opening up that facility. For their offices? For some offices. Okay. You know, and it's primarily for, you know, trying to help people get jobs and other services, maybe some transportation stuff. But um, on this Thursday, uh, they have this event every year called the Back to School Bash. Oh, yes. So we wanted to mention that. And, uh, you know, you had to sign up in advance to get, some of the materials, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, like T-shirts or backpacks that were fitted, or maybe for your school district, but that event is going on Thursday on the Nelsonville Square, starting at, I believe, nine o'clock in the morning. So if you've got kids, head on up there, get some, some stuff for school, because school's starting a couple weeks. That's right. And uh, yeah, so back to school. Bash. Back but, to school uh, bash. Yep. But job and family services—they're kind of responsible for um, that, among other things. Yep. The Ohio Means Job Center. So if you're looking for jobs, you know that's what goes on at the Ohio Means Job Center. 
maybe you know getting your GED or getting some advanced training so you can get a certificate and another job. Scott, um, Scott, don't both you and I need our GEDs, don't we? Oh, I'm way beyond that. Right? Way beyond. You need yours? I think I'm on my ABC. Okay. But GBD, okay. Um, well, I'll work on that. Um, okay, now we're being silly. But tell me what is um, GED? Oh, gosh. Um, What's that stamp? That's like you're... It's like you're graduating from high school, but it's the general education degree. That's okay. what GED is, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I guess I did get that then. Um, <clears throat> so back to school bash, 9 o'clock. What day again? Thursday. Okay. Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yep. And that goes on, uh, like, if someone can't make it exactly at 9. I think it's 9 to 4. Okay. Nine to four, something like that. Um, again, when we were talking about things to to sh- talk about on the show here today, um, I saw you um, put down the words leadership academy. Now, you know, I I had a leadership academy when I was in the service. Um. I've had, I know there's certain leadership academies on campus. What is this thing? Well, I was um, nominated to go to this leadership academy up, oh. up at Ohio State University. Okay. And they have the John Glenn School of Leadership up uh, there, Public I'm, Affairs. I'm starting to know now. And, uh, yeah, it was a nice small group of people. I got nominated through the County Commissioners Association, and uh, there were other county commissioners there. But there were, uh, you know, city council people, mayors, uh, state reps, uh, school board members. So it was a nice mix of... All in all, how many do you think were in attendance? There was about 22 of us, I believe. And, you know, there were half D's and half R's. And it was just a good mix, and it was a great... Oh, oh, Democrats and Republicans, I see. Yep. yep. Okay. And uh, it was a really, you know, I felt like a great opportunity um, to, you know, sit down with other elected officials and, you know, hear their perspectives. And they did a lot of, you know, high-level, you know, educators came in, and it was just a great experience. So, um, you know, education doesn't stop when you get out of school. And it's nice to have those opportunities and uh, <clears throat> in general. But, it, you know, in Athens County, we do have the uh, Leadership Athens through the Athens Foundation yes. as well. So, And, uh, you know, getting young people involved is, uh, is something we all need to do as, you know, because we, uh, we're all getting older. And, uh, you know, the, the future of society, right, civic engagement, voting, etc you know like this is something it's a cultural thing that i think we need to to pass on and you know i I think that was a big part of the discussion at the leadership academy um you know working together for the common good and you know not letting the the d and the r part stop the good work together oh and it happens so often you know, in reality. Yeah, and I th- it's hard to talk to people that you may not agree with, you know. But I think it's really important that we do that. Um, understanding people's perspectives. Okay, but look how the DNR thing goes. At least this is my view. Um, it's always focused on, like, the president or some high-ranking official. Um, What are some terms associated with the DNR, Democrat and Republican? You have liberal and conservative, right? Sure. Um, There's probably other terms as well, some of which we couldn't say on the air. (laughs) But the point is, 
I don't like the fact that one has to say they are this or that. Because I think each case, each situation that you're confronted with as an elected official has its own points. And in my t- many years on city council and everything like that, yeah, I was a Republican. But, you know, I... I thought about the case and the decision and made the right choice for the community, not some help me. Well, I mean, I I think at the local level, right, it seems like there's less of the partisanship. And like, yeah, we got to just keep society moving. And, you know, people kind of don't even understand or think about local government sometimes, you know. Um, But people who are in local government yes we we have to serve all the people and get the job done and you know but there's yeah there's every one of these issues i i you know the state reps that were at the at the training they were like well this is not my life my life is very partisan and it's just like horrible you know they hate it you know um you know and a lot of the other societies in in the world are parliamentary you know we've got a two-party system which creates that kind of dynamic that that partisanship which you know there's there's ways around that you know you've got ranked voting that's something some states are doing now what was that ranked voting okay so instead of when you go to the ballot instead of just voting for one person you would say you're going to vote for your top two or three people and so you know that would be a, a way to Maybe evolve, um, oh, uh, beyond this, the, you know, two party. So I'm, I'm with you. That's why. And I, you used the term parliamentary. Mm-hmm. Describe that so people understand. Well, more of a co- coalition, you know, where a lot of the parliamentary there's many parties, and then you know they form these coalitions, which then rule as a as a block, and. Uh, you know, yeah, just like you said, like, even though we're just D's and R's right now, but there are shades of all that on each side, and, you know. And I just think it's interesting. I mean, I like people, so I like hearing what they're thinking. I like asking them deep questions, like, why do you think that? You know, like, why is this important to you? Like, you got these hot-button issues between, you know, from, like, abortion to guns, gun rights, and, you know, it's, we get in our silos, you know, we talk to other people, we hang out with people maybe that are like us. Um, but, you know, I think that's part of the challenge of being engaged in society is hearing other people's points of view. Yeah. And it's not always easy, but I I was sort of reinvigorated with that at that training. So encourage everyone to do that. Well, absolutely. Um, if someone wanted to get engaged in making our community better, and uh, but they, they, you know, they they're not necessarily inclined to run for public office or something like that. There are dozens of ways to do so, and I was just thinking if the Athens County website could make a list. And publish it um, and encourage people to get involved and be a part of making us better um, there's plenty of people were doing it but we could use more yes yeah I, I give that some thought would you absolutely yeah we're we're supportive of that okay well listen uh, I'd love to talk about cheese with you but guess what we're out of time. So uh, have a great day, and um, we'll see you next month. Eh? Thanks, Dave. Stay okay. cool. Bye-bye, folks. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. By a margin of almost 60 to 40 percent, Kansans have voted against an amendment to the state constitution that could have paved the way for new abortion restrictions. The nation's Amy Littlefield. If these numbers hold coming out of Kansas, I think this is clear evidence that that majority has awakened into a political force, the power of which no one quite saw coming. It was the first state to vote on abortion since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. President Biden is set to take new action. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Today, the president will sign an executive order aimed at further advancing abortion rights in states where access is restricted. He'll direct the Health and Human Services Secretary to consider giving waivers under Medicaid to cover abortions for those who travel across state lines to get them. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe is in Arizona with a look at a still undecided race there. With votes still being counted in Arizona's Republican gubernatorial primary, Karen Taylor Robson is neck and neck with opponent Carrie Lake. The former TV news anchor, backed by former President Donald Trump, believes the 2020 election was stolen. Carrie Lake got former Vice President Pence's endorsement. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is on her way to South Korea and Japan after a controversial stop in Taiwan and a meeting with that nation's president. Correspondent Cammy McCormick reports. China has reacted with anger to the visit and announced military exercises around the island. And this is exactly what we expected. National Security Council coordinator John Kirby. The trip is complete. It was completely consistent with uh, our obligations under the Taiwan Relations Act. It will be an oppressively hot, muggy day in eastern Kentucky, where people are shoveling out from the wreckage of massive flooding many in places without electricity. Michael Bowman's been working on waterlogged drywall at a law office in Hindman. Everything is completely destroyed. It's going to be having to be gutted and, I mean, the only thing really that's down is the frame. Governor Bashir has scheduled a news conference for next hour. We could get an update on the death toll, which now stands at 37. Thomas Hoyer, whose son Luke was one of 17 people shot to death at Stoneman Douglas High in Parkland, Florida, spoke at gunman Nicholas Cruz's sentencing trial. When Luke died, something went missing in me, and I'll never, never get over that feeling. The trial will determine whether Cruz is sentenced to death or life in prison. The Dow is up 205 points right now. The S&P is ahead 35. This is CBS News. Hire with minimal effort and max speed with Indeed. Their hiring solution platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates efficiently. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Chances are you're jamming in your car right now. And since Liberty Mutual customizes car insurance, so you only pay for what you need, Limu and I are going to show you some safe car dance moves. Hit it. Everybody, check your blind spots real quick. Now hands on the wheel. Put them ten in two and move your head like a bird do. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That <laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. A new report sizes up the state of health insurance. The government says the number of people living in this country without health insurance has hit an all-time low, just 8%. The analysis credits subsidies that help people buy private plans. Democrats have proposed extending those benefits for three years in the big climate, health care, and tax deal that's on the table. Prior to last year, the uninsured rate had consistently been in double digits for decades. The number of uninsured Americans began dropping after the advent of Obamacare. 26 million don't have coverage now. Just under 2% of children are uninsured. Steve Kathan, CBS News. The world's hottest boy band may not be silenced during mandatory military service after all. South Korea's defense minister says officials are exploring a number of options for BTS. All Korean men must serve for a minimum of 18 months before their 28th birthdays. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Just you and me and W-A-T-H. Wednesday morning from 970 WATH and as always week to week every Wednesday that song that music can mean one and only but one and only one thing that it is time for sunshine and the beautiful voices of one Kim Valentor and Ruth Dudding however Ruth will not be joining us today so Kim Valentor and her guest, Kristen Kerwin, are going to provide all of the sunshine for us this morning on Make It Happen on 970 WATH. It's getting warm out there, folks. 77 degrees and sunshine at 7 minutes after 10. And sunshine, Kim, and sunshine, Kristen. Welcome, welcome this morning. How are you? Doing great, Scott. Yeah, thank you. How are you doing? Doing good. It's always a pleasure to hear your voice, and especially when we get to talk before we go on the air here, too. So, folks, uh, if you're you're wondering what I'm talking about, uh, listeners listening in, we have the Mutual Admiration Society going on, and we we are proud of our society, are we not? We are. (laughs) All the way. Yes. Indeed. So we're going to do some uh, admiring this morning about uh, some healthy things here, too. So uh, that's the tease that I've got. That's all I've got this morning. It's, you know, health-related, too, and a a very good health-related topic as well. So with that, Kim, and uh, welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. We're glad to have you, and I know Kim's glad to have you, too. So, uh, Ladies, I will turn the airwaves over to you. Thank you, Scott. You know, you give us too much credit for the sunshine, too, because I think a day like today, we're getting a lot of help from Mother Nature. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. And a little, Big support. Yes, and a little soup added to it uh, as well today with the soupy <laughs> conditions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. But we will divert your attention, um, everybody who's listening out there today. We're so glad you joined us because we do have a guest in in the air today, Kristen Kerwin, as um, Scott already introduced, she is a registered nurse with the Ohio University Heritage College of Medicine, and within that, the Community Health Program and the Family Navigator Program. So as Kristen's already told me, that's a mouthful, <laughs> and it is, but it's an important mouthful, too. Um, and as I've gotten to know Kristen a little bit better, um, at least virtually, I thought it would be really interesting, Kristen, if you don't mind, just mm-hmm. telling the listeners today a little bit about your experience as a nurse, because it's not all in Athens, Ohio, and I find it all very, very interesting. So I want to give you a few minutes to just talk about your experience, if you don't mind. Okay, Kim. Um, well, just to start out, just to clarify the fact that I do have a lot of history as a nurse. Um, I've been a registered nurse for 42 years, um, coming up in September, which is unbelievable in my That's mind. A, that is a milestone plus. <laughs> That's a huge awesome. Milestone. I know. Yes. But just to make it clear, I was an RN when I was 19. So 
Uh, I started out really young, but um, through my career, I have done um, some traveling nursing, which was really interesting. So I'm originally from Michigan. So I spent my first couple of years in Michigan doing um, kind of labor and delivery, pediatrics, that kind of thing. And then the opportunity came up to do um, travel nursing. And a friend and I thought, well, gosh, that sounds really, really nice and um, sounds like a, a challenge. And so we um, applied to different agencies, and um, I don't know if I've listened what to What is travel nursing? Travel. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah, us a little bit about nursing. that. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's come into, more into focus during COVID because um, hospitals used a lot of travel nurses. What it is is an agency that contracts with hospital, and the hospital says to the agency, hey, we're really short. We need 10 RNs, you know, now. So the agency then has nurses that have registered 